0: Bhagavad Gita, Chapter 3, Verse 30. My Sarvani Karmani, Sanyasya Dhyat Machetasa, Nirmamo Bhutva, Yudhya Swavigata Jvara. Hare Krishna yeah. Mayi Unto me Sarvani All sorts of Karmani Activities Sanyasya Giving up completely Adhyatma With full knowledge of the self Chetasa consciousness nirashi without desire of a profit NIRMAMAHA without ownership bhutva so being yuddhasva fight vigata jwaraha, without being lethargic Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Śrīla Prabhupāda Ki Translation, Therefore, O Arjuna, surrendering all your works unto me, with mind intent on me, and without desire for gain and free from egoism and lethargy, fight. Please repeat, Therefore, O Arjuna, surrendering all your works unto me, with mind intent on me, and without desire for gain and free from egoism and lethargy, fight. Purport. This verse clearly indicates the purpose of the Bhagavad Gita. The Lord instructs that one has to become fully Krishna conscious to discharge duties as if in military discipline. Such an injunction may make things a little difficult. Nevertheless, duties must be carried out with dependence on Krishna because that is the constitutional position of the living entity. The living entity cannot be happy independent of the cooperation of the Supreme Lord because the eternal constitutional position of the living entity is to become subordinate to the desires of the Lord. Arjuna was therefore ordered by Sri Krishna to fight as if the Lord were his military commander. One has to sacrifice everything for the goodwill of the Supreme Lord and at the same time discharge prescribed duties without claiming proprietorship. Arjuna did not have to consider the order of the Lord. He had only to execute his order. The Supreme Lord is the soul of all souls, therefore one who depends solely and wholly on the Supreme Soul without personal consideration or in other words, one who is fully Krishna conscious is called Adhyatma Chetasa. Nirashi means one has to act on the order of the master. Nor should one ever expect fruitive results. The cashier may count millions of dollars for his employer, but he does not claim a cent for himself. Similarly, one has to realize that nothing in the world belongs to any individual person, but that everything belongs to the Supreme Lord. That is the real purpose of Mai or unto me. And when one acts in such Krishna consciousness, certainly he does not claim proprietorship over anything. This consciousness is called nirmama or nothing is mine and if there is any reluctance to execute such a stern order which is without consideration of so-called kinsmen in the bodily relationship, that reluctance should be thrown off. In this way one may become vigatajvara or without feverish mentality or lethargy. Everyone, according to his quality and position, has a particular type of work to discharge and all such duties may be discharged in Krishna consciousness as described above. That will lead one to the path of liberation. Ah, This is such a good verse. This actually sums up the whole purpose as Prabhupada said in the purport. This verse clearly indicates the purpose of the Bhagavad Gita. So, this um, was exactly the message that Krishna wanted to convey to Arjuna. Of course, this is just the third chapter. (laughs) He went on for 18 chapters. So, if he has come to the conclusion here, what did he speak after this? So, actually the conclusion was the same throughout. Um, You know, even in (laughs) the first thing that Krishna spoke... In the Bhagavad Gita, I mean, not the first thing officially. The first thing he spoke was he just asked Arjuna to look at the, both the armies. But the second time, the second, I mean, the first instructional thing that he spoke, I think, right in the second chapter beginning. You see, the first two, I mean, the second chapter, second verse and third verse, you see what Krishna said. This is the first thing that he ever spoke in the Bhagavad Gita. Supreme Personality of God Godhead said, My dear Arjuna, how have these impurities come upon you? They are not at all befitting a man who knows the value of life. They lead not to higher planets, but to infamy. The next thing he said, O Partha, O son of Pritha, do not yield to this degrading importance one, it does not become you. Give up such petty weakness of heart and arise, O chastiser of the enemy. He wanted him to fight. Huh? So, right from the beginning, he wanted Arjuna to give up the weakness of his heart and fight according to the, his duty. Now, here, Uh, Krishna is even more clear the same message is being clarified from different angles this is why although the conclusion is right here in the third chapter 30th verse uh, but still he spoke on from every angle so that there is no doubt so that's the duty of the spiritual master he has to present the absolute truth from every angle not just one sided and in that way he has to convince the disciple that there is nothing more exalted and nothing worthy of being glorified than the Supreme Lord. So therefore, Krishna actually is the owner of everything. He is the source of everything. So from everything that exists, we can trace it back to Krishna. And a devotee, especially a pure devotee, he knows how to do it. He understands. That's why I said, Jai Krishna Tattva Veta Sai Guru Haya. Hmm. What is that? Um, what is the first line of the verse? Kibha Vipra Nyasi Shudra Kene noy Jai Krishna Tattva Veta Sai Guru Haya. doesn't matter where a person comes from but if he knows Krishna Tattva that means the philosophy of Krishna. He can become Guru. So, philosophy of Krishna, Krishna Tattva means everything belongs to Krishna. That is the first thing to understand. Uh, nothing is independent of Krishna. Even the material world is not independent of Krishna. It is completely Maya Prakriti Suyate Sacharacharam. The entire material world is under his order, working under his order. So, A devotee should even know the material world. Especially in the beginning, if you see uh, the Bhagavatam, it has elaborate descriptions of of how creation took place, the sub-creation took place. Um, I think there is a nice verse. What is the subject matters of the Srimad Bhagavatam? The Bhagavad Gita has five subject matters, which are Ishvara, the Lord, the living entity Jiva, Prakriti, material nature, Kala, time and karma, activities. Five things, five subjects of Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam has ten subjects. It deals with ten subjects. Mm. See, still is showing this. I don't know why. It <laughs> doesn't show the chapter and number. Oh, now it's showing. Yeah, 2, 10, 1. Yeah. You see, these are the 10 subjects of Bhagavatam. Sukadev Goswami saying, Shri Shuka Uvacha, Atra Sargo Visargascha, Sthanam Poshana Mutayah, Manmantare Shanukatha, Nirodho Muktirashrayah. Sri Sukadeva Goswami said, in the Srimad Bhagavatam there are 10 divisions of statements regarding the following. First, the creation of the universe, sub-creation, planetary systems, protection by the Lord, the creative impetus, the change of Manus, the signs of God, returning home back to Godhead, liberation and the sammam bonam, which is the absolute truth, Krishna himself. So, this is these are the 10 subjects. You see, much of it, especially in the beginning, creation of the universe, sub-creation, planetary systems, and the creative impetus, protection by the Lord, the change of Manus, Manvantara, how the change of Manus happened, the science of God, returning home back to Godhead, liberation. So, most of it is in the material realm, like creation, sub-creation, planetary systems, change of Manus, creative impetus. All these are mostly material subjects but why is it, why are they discussed in the Bhagavatam when Bhagavatam is said to be dharma projhita kaitavotra saranam satam. When Bhagavatam has kicked out all kinds of cheating religion which are materially motivated and only uh, gives uh, the spiritual, the devotional aspect which is the pure constitutional position of the soul. Why? Why then they, these things are discussed in Bhagavatam? Because there is a nice verse in Chaitanya Charitamrita. A devotee, a pure devotee, he does not see anything material. Hmm. This is oh, 420, oh it's in the purple. This is from Madhilila, Chaitanya chapter eight, text two hundred and seventy four. Sthavar Jangam dekhe na dekhe tar murti Sarvatra hoy So this is how a devotee sees. The Mahabhagavat, that means the topmost devotee, the advanced devotee, certainly sees everything mobile and immobile. But he does not exactly see their forms. Rather, everywhere he immediately sees manifest the form of the Supreme Lord. One. No. So, this is how a devotee sees. A devotee always sees everything in connection. He. He sees everything. Like some some people ask, what is the vision of a pure devotee? Even Arjuna asked, "Sita pragnesa kaabhaasha ka samadhisthasya Keshava, sthitadhir kim prabhaashetah Kimasita vrajeta kim?" So he is asking, what are the symptoms of a pure devotee? How does he see? How does he sit? How does he walk? How does he speak? So he does not see some X-ray vision, you know, night 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 vision. No, no. <laughs> What he sees, he has the love for Godhead, and with that love, he sees everything differently in the sense that he sees everything in relation with God, with Krishna. Sthavar Jangam means non moving, and Jangam means moving. Sthavar Jangam dekhe na dekhe tar murti. So, he doesn't exactly see their forms. I mean, he sees their forms, he he knows everything. But he sees more than what we see. Uh, He sees that everything is linked to the Lord. In fact, he sees the Lord himself everywhere. So, even if we we can only philosophically understand uh, that we understood, okay, Andantarastha Paramanuchayantarastham In every single atom, the Lord is there. We have theoretically heard it. But we don't have the realization of it we have we cannot see uh, but a pure devotee sees like he said Pralak maharaj he saw the lord everywhere uh, even in the pillar but uh, hiranyakashipu could not see uh, but of course uh, by, by his mercy um, hiranyakashipu saw even for uh, the demons to see krishna they need the devotee's mercy because Prahlad Maharaj said he is there in the pillar to fulfill the promise of Prahlad Maharaj, he appeared not really to show himself to Renagasubu. <laughs> because for the demons, Krishna said, Naham Prakasha Sarvasya. I hmm. will not show myself to the non devotees. Naham Prakasha Sarvasya Yogamaya Samavritaha Mudhoyamna Bijanati Lokoma Majamavyayam. I am never manifest to the foolish and unintelligent. For them, I am covered by my internal potency and therefore, they do not know that I am unborn and inexhaustible. Same thing was said in two verses by Kunti Devi. See, Kunti Vacha... Namasye Purushamvadyam Ishwaram Prakriteh Param Alaksham Sarvabhutanam Antar Bahiravasthitam He is Antar Bahiravastitam, he is inside and outside of everything. But Alaksham sarvabhutanam you are not visible still. Although he is everywhere, he is still not visible. Srimati Kunti said, O Krishna, I offer my obeisances unto you because you are the original personality and are unaffected by the qualities of the material world. You are existing both within and without everything, yet you are invisible to all. Then next verse, she says, she says "Maya javanika achannam agyadhoksha jamavyam nalakshase mudhadrisa nato naatyadhoro yatha javanika. Javanika means a curtain. You see, javanika a curtain. Achannam means covered by. Maya javanika achannam." channa means to be covered uh, maya javanika channa the curtain of maya just like here he said naham prakasha sarvasse yoga maya means to be covered uh, samavrita means completely covered uh, like whenever the prefix sum is used uh, it means complete not like english some means some. Some in Sanskrit means complete. Like Tosha. Tosha means satisfaction. Santosha means complete satisfaction. So, like that. So, uh, Samavrata. Avrata means covered. Samavrata means completely covered. So, here also Maya Javani Agnya, Agnyadhoksha Jamavyayam. Okay, let us read the translation. Being beyond the range of limited sense perception, you are the eternally irreproachable factor covered by the curtain of deluding energy. You are invisible to the foolish observer, exactly as an actor dressed as a player is not recognized. Sometimes, when the actor, he puts on a costume and acts in certain ways, the the audience cannot recognize him. Because of his uh, differently, uh, you know, he is differently portrayed. He, they cannot recognize it's him. So, Krishna is like that. Even if he comes right in front of us, we, we may not be able to recognize. It only takes a pure devotee, his mercy, a pure devotee's mercy to recognize the Supreme Personality of God. Um. Uh, What is that? Yeah, this one 101429 this is by Lord Brahma Deva evahi janati bhagavan mahimno My Lord, if one is favoured by even a slight trace of the mercy of your lotus feet, he can understand the greatness of your personality. But those who speculate to understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead are unable to know you, even though they continue the... Start continue to study the Vedas for many years. So, only by the mercy of the Lord, we can know Him. And the mercy of the Lord comes through His pure devotee. Like Nalakuvara and Manigriva. Let's take another example. Um, Let's see this. I don't know. Not this. What I was saying. Hmm. Bhagavatam 10, 10 Devar Shirme Priyatamo is a very important thing. Yadimao Dhanada Atmajo Tattatha Sadha Yishyami Yadgitamtan Mahatmana why Krishna appeared to Nalakova and Manigriva? They were intoxicated with pride, being the sons of the rich Kuvera. Why should I even come before them? But Devar Shirme Priyatamo, my devotee Narada, Devarshi, he is my very, he is very dear to me, he is the most dearest to me. Priyatama means the most dear. He has said to the Nalakova and Manigriva that. <laughs> You will be born in the courtyard of maharaj and you will see Krishna's past and Krishna will deliver you. That to fulfill the Devarshi's promise, I have come. You see, Krishna is saying, mm, although these two young men are the sons of the very rich Kuvera and I have nothing to do with them. <laughs> I don't... Directly have has nothing to do with them. He is not interested in them. Devarshi Narada is my very dear and affectionate devotee and therefore because he wanted me to come face to face with them, I must do so for their deliverance. Because of Narada's promise, I am coming. Krishna is Bhakta He is only fulfilling his devotees' desires. He is not fulfilling the demons' desires. Hiranyakashipu was challenging Prahlad Maharaj. That, Where is your Vishnu? You say he is everywhere. Then why I can't see him? Why is he hiding from me? Is he a coward? Why is he hiding from me? It is not that Vishnu was challenged by that statement of Hiranyakashipu. No, 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 I am here. What do you think? I am not here. I will show you. See, I am in the pillar. No, he did not answer that statement. He answered Prahlad's statement that when he was asked, Prahlad was asked, where are you? Uh, um, Hiranyakashipu asked Prahlad, where is your Vishnu? Is he in this pillar? He said, yes. And he very convincingly said. Because he can see. It is not that out of faith. No, no, no. It's beyond that. Faith is good. But a pure devotee is beyond the question of faith. He's directly seeing. Premanjana he, churita bhakti na Santa vilokayanti Santa sadaiva vilokayanti He's seeing. Just like Hanuman was challenged. Oh, you see God everywhere? Do you see your Ram everywhere? Sitaram? He said, yes. Show, sure, show. Sure. If he's in your heart so much, then so, And he showed. But when we have open heart surgery, is not, not visible. <laughs> uh, doctor is cutting open and nothing is happening. There is no Ram, Sitaram, nothing. The point is, Sitaram is already there in our heart also. But why is it not visible? Are, Paramatma is there. The description is that Paramatma is there in everyone's heart. Ishvara Sarva Bhutanam Hridesha Arjuna Tishthati. But why Hanuman could show but we cannot show? Because he is a pure devotee. Because he is a pure devotee. If Hanuman wanted to show therefore Ram appeared there. For the foolish observers who otherwise could not have seen. Actually they are not qualified to see Sita and Ram. Hmm? But because Hanuman wanted to show to fulfill Hanuman's Uh, desire Sitaram appeared in their heart but Hanuman can always see whether they can see or not Hanuman can always see (laughs) so this is the thing therefore Bhaktivuna Thakur has sung uh, Krishna mar Krishna Dite Paro Krishna is your property he is praying to a Vaishnava devotee of Krishna how he is praying? Krishna is your property Hmm? another uh, who's Narutum uh, Nasthakura also sung that Tumara Hriday Sada Govinda Vishram um, he's praying to Vaishnava uh, what is that song? Uh, the starting line
1: about a pure
0: devotee Ah uh, Ebaro Karuna Koro. Vaishnava Gosai, yes, that is the song. Vaishnava Karuna Gosai. So Vaishnava Gosai. Gosai means Goswami. Vaishnav is Goswami. He is always controlling his senses. He is so much controlling his senses that not only he can control his senses, he can control the Lord also. That is stated by Brahma. Stanishtha, Srutikatam, Tanwan Manobir. The Lord is Ajita. Nobody can conquer him. But a devotee keeps him under his grips completely. No, Bhagavatam. This very famous verse. Prabhupada always quoted this. Gyane prayasam. Gyane prayasam udapasya namanta eva jeevan desan mukharitam bhavati Those who, even while remaining situated in their established social positions, throw away the process of speculative knowledge and with their body, words and mind, offer all respects to descriptions of your personality and activities, dedicating their lives to their, these narrations, which are vibrated by you personally and by your pure devotees, certainly conquer your lordship although you are otherwise unconquerable by anyone within the three worlds they conquer and Krishna also is saying what was this is to Durvasa Muni was trying to Bully Ambarish Maharaj. So, Sri Bhagavan Vacham. the Lord said to Durvasamanya, Aham Bhakta Paradhina. I am bha- I am Bhakta Paradhina. He Asvatantra I, I am completely bound. I have no Swatantra. Swatantruta means what? Independence. But I am Asvatantra. I have no independence. Krishna is saying sadhubhir hridayo grasta means to be captured so I am captured by the sadhubhir in their heart I am imprisoned in their heart bhaktair bhaktajana priya see bhaktair bhaktajana priya this is the reason why Krishna appears hmm. the supreme personality of Godhead said to the brahmana I am completely under the control of my devotees. Indeed, I am not at all independent. Because my devotees are completely devoid of material desires, I sit only within the cores of their hearts. What to speak of my devotee, even those who are devotees of my devotee, are very dear to me. So, if you want to become dear, dear to Krishna, if we want to be loved by Krishna, Krishna loves everyone, but... He is impartial, usually. Na what is that? Nayasya uh, dveshti, he, he is not uh, against anyone, or he is not, uh, what is that? Samoham sarva bhuteshu, na na Nobody is especially dear to me, nor is not especially envious, I am envious towards anyone. No, I am equal to all. But one who... Samoham uh, Sarvabhuteshu Namedveshavustinapriyaham What is the next line? Always forget. Always forget the next line. Let's go to that verse. Ye bhajanti tumam bhaktya maite teshu chapeyaham Ye bhajanti tumam bhaktya maite teshu chapeyaham I am equal to, a, I envy no one nor am I partial to anyone, I am equal to all but whoever renders service unto me is it in devotion, is a friend, is in me and I am also a friend to him. Uh-huh. So, the devotee of my devotee becomes dear to me. So, our process is that. Gopi bhartu padakamalayor dasa dasa We don't want to become Krishna Das. We want to become Krishna dasa Dasanu Das. Hmm. So that is the most safest position. Because Krishna will fulfill his devotees' word. That doesn't mean tomorrow I will bless somebody. So Krishna, I am very dear to Krishna, so that he he this blessing will work, you know, he will he will be blessed. Because Krishna is dear to me. That, that kind of person's blessing will never work. It's a useless blessing. I cannot think I am dear to Krishna. Come on. I mean, come on. <laughs> Millions of years, I mean, in this material world, completely neglected him. I am so dear to Krishna. Why I can't even see him? So, no. Devotee means pure devotee, like Prabhupada. I mean, um, the standard of rounds for us is 64 rounds actually. By right. We have to all chant 64 rounds a day. But Krishna said, uh, sorry, Prabhupada said, You chant 16 rounds and I'll take you back to Godhead. Krishna has to fulfill that word. There's no choice for Krishna left. Because the Prabhupada already said it. That is why we are having some progress in our devotional lives. By chanting 16 rounds. Otherwise, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur said, We are not qualified, even we are animal If you cannot chant 64 rounds a day, we are animals. We are not on the platform of human yet. So, but because Prabhupada has promised, Krishna has no choice. There is a beautiful song. Chaurashtakam, you know. By Bilamangar Thakur. Um, very nice. Beautiful song. Let's try to quickly go there. Bilhavangal Thakur, he wrote very nicely that Krishna, you are a big thief. You are a big thief, you know. So, today I am going to impress you in my heart. Vraje Prasiddham Navanita Chauram. This is a very beautiful song. You should learn this song actually. Raja Prasidham, Navanita Chauram, Gopangananam, Chadukula Chauram, Aneka Janmar Jitapapa Chauram, Chauragraganyam Graganyam Purusham Namami, Sri Radhikaya, Ridayasya Chauram, Navam Malakanti Chauram. Full Chauram means Chor, Chor means thief. How many different ways Krishna is a thief this song is depicting. Very beautiful song. Now, in the end he comes to point that since you are such a big chore, you see, Karagrihe vasasada hridaye madiyye madbhaktipasha dridhabandhana san. Tvam krishnahe pralayakoti satantarepi Sarvasva chavra, Very beautiful. You see what he said in the end. O Krishna, thief of my everything, the news of my devotion remaining forever tight, you will continue to reside in the prison house of my heart because I will not release you for millions of eons. You may have the strength, you know, once... You see, O stealer of my everything, O thief, today I have imprisoned you in the miserable prison house of my heart, which is very fearful due to the terrible darkness of my ignorance, and there for a very long time you will remain, receiving appropriate punishment for your crimes of thievery. <laughs> see how? And it's not simply like, this is not a sentimental thing we can say. We cannot say this. I mean, come on, what is going on here? He's frozen the screen here is frozen I think on the online it's still okay so anyway so the point is this that we cannot similarly say oh Krishna I will imprison you no 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 we are imprisoned in his mayas prison house chamber we are now currently imprisoned Uh, we are not in this position so a pure devotee is so exalted that he can imprison Krishna Chauragra you know so <coughs> uh, this is Bilawal Thakur. Yeah, yeah. This is Bilumangal Thakur. I was actually just going to say that. So, you know, Bilawal Thakur is is blind. You know, he he blinded himself. The backstory is there because he was very lusty. So he was always after women. He was actually after a prostitute you know Balamangal Thakur's life very interesting life in the young days he was taught by his father how to be Brahmana he was Brahmana's son but then he got you know he was very lusty so he was so lusty that his father died and the funeral ceremony was going on and he was having an affair with the prostitute not at that time but I mean day in the days leading up to the death and all that. He was having this affair with the prostitute. So, even on that day when the funeral pyre was there, when the body was being burnt, he was thinking, when this will finish, I will mean, quickly, quickly go to the prostitute. He did not even care that his father is, is dead and he has to perform the rites. nothing. And he ran. And it was a huge storm. So huge storm. And he ran. And to go to the prostitute's house, he has to actually take a boat and cross the river. But the, no boatman would even go on that water. That much... The storm was so violent. No boatman would go. So he decided to swim. You know, what kind of current? (laughs) You know, you swim across the river and go there. But, you know, it's too much. So he found a log. So he found a log floating and then he caught the log and then he somehow swam all the way to the other side. When he got up on the shore, then he saw that actually it was not a log, you know. It was a dead body, human dead body, you know. Somebody floating on the water, it was you know, swept up by the flood. So, he actually was holding on to a human body. He did not even realize. He was so mad, you know, for sex. And then he went there, then he saw the house because her house had a big wall. So, he wanted to, because he was banging at the gate, but nothing, she could not even hear from inside. It was so loud. The storm was extremely loud. Thunder, lightning, the rain sound, everything, nothing could be heard. But still, he was very determined. So, he found a rope. Uh, he put the rope and then climb all the wall and jumped on the other side. Then he saw that it was actually rope, it was not a rope, it was a snake. Then he threw the snake. He did not even realize it was a snake. He and you, I mean, how much danger he took just to see the prostitute. He went to see the prostitute. Then he knocked on the door and finally the prostitute opened. He, she was dead surprised. Like, what? Even at this hour, in this kind of storm, you are still here. How did you even cross? Then, you know, I have, I have come for you. you know, I love you so much. Then, uh, the, her name was Chintamani. So, she said, Wow, if only this much love you had for Krishna, how great a devotee you would have been. She just said like that. And immediately, his mind changed. Wow. Because in his last life, he was a very, very exalted devotee. But he fell down. He, came, he went until the bhava stage. But he could not make it to the Prema stage. The next stage is Prema. Just on the borderline of love of Godhead. He entered to that stage but he fell somehow. Then when this Chintamani said like this, then he considered that she was actually his spiritual master. Yeah, actually this much affection, this much attraction if I had for Krishna, how great a devotee I would have been. Then those words really completely shattered his um, material life, material thoughts so he thought yeah this is she is so right then he left everything he immediately left from there and he said I will go to Vrindavan I will go to Haridwar and Vrindavan then on his way there on one of the towns he saw a beautiful woman again then he again his mind got captured wow how beautiful she is Hmm? then uh, he asked her out I I want to, you know. Actually, he asked the husband. She was already married. (laughs) She was already married. And then, he asked the husband, I want to sleep with your wife tonight. And he said, alright. Then, he told his wife, you know, uh, Brahmana is asking. So, we should not ever uh, go against Brahmana. Don't know what purpose he has, but I don't know, nobody would do that, (laughs) but somehow he was so liberal, he said, all right, you know, and he asked her to go, and when she went inside the room, and he was like so disgusted with himself, what am I doing, you know, I asked the husband, and the husband even sent his wife, just for my sense gratification, what is this, I mean, she's a married woman, I mean, I have absolutely no control over my senses. These eyes are actually my greatest enemies. Because of these eyes, I am seeing this woman, and then I am getting lusty. I don't deserve these eyes at all. Then, he, in this way, he was thinking inside. Then the woman entered. Then uh, he asked her hairpin. So she took out two hairpins, uh, hairpins. So she thought, you know, he wanted to like, you know, undress her or something like that. Then. He took the hairpins and he poked into his eyes. I don't need these eyes. Then he became blind. From then on he became blind. He said, These eyes are my enemies. Finish. I don't need these eyes. Then he poked and then he became blind and all the blood came out of He became blind after they could not see anymore. So, but after that, he became such a great devotee, he stayed in Vrindavan for seven hundred years. Seven hundred years. And he wrote so many nice songs. In fact, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu always used to hear his songs, Krishna Karanamrita book. And he became such an exalted devotee. And at one point, uh, at one day, he was, you know, this boy was was always coming and giving him some food. Actually, it was Krishna himself, he, because he was blind. He couldn't see. So he, Bilumangal Thakur, understood this was Krishna. So one time he caught hold, because every time Krishna would put it there and go silently so once you know he was he he knew he was there he caught hold of his hand then Krishna quickly in a you know in the boy form so he quickly wiggled himself out and then went then Bilamangal Thakur said oh you can run away how far away you want but you can never run away from my heart you know uh, I have imprisoned you already so same thing here so, this is a devotee's position. He is holding Krishna like within his grip. And he can not only hold, he can give also. When you give, when you have $100 in your hand and when you give to 10 people, 10, 10, 10, 10 dollars, finish, you are zero now. You have to beg now. But Krishna is not like that. Om Purnamada, Purnamidam, Purnat Purnamudachyate, Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva He is Purnam, he is complete. Complete means even you take Krishna out of Krishna, you will still remain Krishna. If you take $100 out of $100, there is 0 remaining. 100 minus 100 is 0. But Krishna minus Krishna is Krishna. So Advaita Machutta Manadi Manantarupam purana Purusham Navayavanamcha. And Deepa Chirevah Dashantaram deepayate Dipayate Vivratahe to Samanatharma. That means he ha he can have unlimited forms, but he is all of those forms are exactly as powerful as himself. It is not that because he has expanded now, now he is less than what he was before. No. Material maths will not work. If I am an expert mathematician, I will never be able to understand Krishna. Because Krishna's mass is different. There Krishna minus Krishna is still Krishna. So how many millions of people he gives Krishna, still he has Krishna. And he can give give it to billions more. Krishna is like that. So devotee, by devotee's mercy, we can see Krishna. Because he always sees Krishna. Krishna is his property. So, sthavar jangam dekhe na dekhe nija purti. so, from that angle of vision, the whole Bhagavatam, even though dealing with material subjects like planetary systems, creation, sub-creation, nothing was material because everything was connected to Krishna. Although these topics, that was the original discussion here. All these so-called material topics are not material because a devotee connects everything to Krishna. Therefore, everything becomes spiritualized. This is Rupa Goswami's principle of Yukta Vairagya. Yukta Vairagya means actually nothing is material if it is used for Krishna's service. Same thing is also explained in Ishopanishad also in the first two verses. Yukta Vairagya principle. Uh, So, we have to understand from that point because for us, we are only seeing material things. Why Bhagavatam has this material? Because we can see planetary system, we can understand creation. We are, human being is, uh, I mean, uh, uh, an inquisitive human being is always inquisitive. How did creation take place? Why there are big bang theories or whatever theories there are of, of creation? Why are they, they are there? Because this has always been a subject matter of thinking for any intelligent man you will always question how everything was created. If you look at the night sky and so many stars and luminaries, you can't afford to not think about the whole purpose of creation and how it was created and what is the mystery of this whole thing. You can't, you can't help but think about this. You will be philosophically agitated. You will be philosophically, there will be some questioning within yourself like, how big is all this and when did this this all start and why did this start and why it has to start and why it has to end or does it end all these questions we will we will get automatically nowadays nobody looks at the night sky unfortunately everybody looks at their phone screen so therefore there is not much philosophical thinking people don't even stop to actually think about life there is one uh, um, advertisement by an insurance company you know if you go through what is that road middle road if you go on middle road if you drive along middle road uh, on the right when you are approaching beach road there is on the wall written there let's talk about life you know what that means let's talk about our life insurance policy. That's what it means actually. But it's not about life. We are talking about life. We are actually talking about life. And not only the life of ourselves, but the whole macro picture, the whole cosmic life. What is the life of this cosmos and what... So because we are interested in these things, so these things are also mentioned. But then everything is connected with the law. So therefore... Prabhupada said the first two cantos are like the lotus feet of the Lord. And then going all the way to the smiling face of the Lord, which is the tenth canto of Bhagavatam. So, the proper way to see the look at the deity is to see first the lotus feet and meditate on them, and then slowly the, the, the calves, then the knees, then the thighs, then the navel, then the chest, then the arms, then the face. The neck and then the face. This is the proper way to see the deity. Look at the deity. So similarly, the Bhagavatam is a representation of Krishna. It's a Krishna. It's an avatar of Krishna. Bhagavatam. So, the, this also should be the same way. The study of Bhagavatam should be from the lotus feet. The first two kinds. Not directly Ras which is the smiling face of the Lord. All pastimes are as important as any other. So, we should understand Krishna from all angles. That's why in Bhagavad Gita, although this is the third chapter, he explained already what is the ultimate purpose. But then he is also explaining from all angles. So from every angle, if I am interested in physics, if I am interested in uh, fights, like for example, you know, people watch Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee or you know, but Krishna's fights, so people are interested. So when you see Krishna fought with uh, Kamsa and Chanuram, Chanuram, Mushtika, it was a wrestling match and it was a big arena, and then people all came and sat, and you know, everybody was. People like these things. Uh, but he came, Krishna came, and I mean, if you. There are class divisions, you know. Even in boxing or something, there is weight division. There is like featherweights and middleweight and then there is finally the heavyweight division. You, you will never see a fight where a heavyweight is fighting like a featherweight. The featherweight will be just, you know. Flown out of the ring with one punch of the heavyweight champion. I mean, come on! But it was such kind of match between Krishna and Ch- Chanura and Mustika. Everybody was condemning. What kind of what kind of fight is this arrangement? And we have come to witness this, or uh, this small boy. He was a boy. <laughs> Krishna was just like a 11-year-old boy, and the Chanura Mustika is like you no, know, how big they were. Nobody could even shake them. And everybody was like lamenting, today we are going to witness the death of a beautiful boy. What kind of match is this? Everybody was condemning. But then when Krishna overturned the whole thing, he killed Sanura and Mustika on the fight itself. And then killed, went on to kill Kamsa also. Oh, everybody is. Yes. So people are interested in fights. But when, when we see Krishna as a, as a topmost fighter, oh, he satisfies them also. So he satisfies everyone. <coughs> If somebody wants to, you know, they, many people are there reading no, romantic novels or some romantic movies. Krishna's romance is there. And actually, if we hear Krishna's romantic affairs in a proper way, we will completely lose attraction for material romance. It's not, it's a verse. I think 10, 33 39 Vikriditam. VIKRIDITAM VRAJAVADHU BIRIDAM CHA VISHNO SHRADHAN VITO NUSHRUNAYA DATHAVARNA YEDYA BHAKTIM PARAM BHAGAVATI PRATILABHYAKAMAM HRIDROGAM AASHVAPAHINOTI ACHIRENA DHEERAH Anyone who faithfully hears or describes the Lord's playful affairs with the young gopis of Vrindavan will attain the Lord's pure devotional service. Thus he will quickly become sober and conquer lust, the disease of the heart. We have a heart disease. You know, in SGS you will see National Heart Center. But uh, <laughs> that disease is different. We have a much bigger disease. Uh, the disease of the heart is lust. Kamam hridrogam. The hospitals cannot treat us from this disease. We need an, a very expert doctor who is a spiritual master. So, this heart disease we are actually the heart center. Not national, international heart center. So here, our whole thing is to purify our heart. Cheto dharpana marjanam. Our heart has to be cleansed. There is so much garbage in the heart. That garbage has to be cleansed, taken out. And then the heart will become, once it is pure, then we can make the Lord sit on our heart. When you, when you are welcoming someone, when you ask somebody to sit, you will wipe the chair and, you know, make it clean and ask them to sit, right? You don't put the dusty chair for him to sit on. So, like that, if our heart is dusty, how we can ask the Lord to sit on our heart? Hmm. We have to cleanse it first and then we have to invite the Lord. So, that cleansing, we cannot cleanse the, Lord, uh, cleanse the heart with something else. He himself is the cleansing agent, his name. That's why Param Vijayate Sri right. Krishna Sankirtanam, Chetodar Param Arjanam. So, by the Sankirtan process, we will become cleansed. And then the Lord can sit on our heart. So, coming back, surrendering all your works unto me. This is 18th chapter, Sarudharman Parityajya Mamekam Saranam Braja. He said also the same thing. You surrender everything to me. Give up all kinds of uh, religious systems and surrender unto me. Yeah. Same thing here he also is saying. With mind intent on me, you see, my sarvani karmani chetasa nirashir. Now there is a very nice sentence in the purport which explains this part. Nirashir adhyatma nirashir nirmamo bhutva. See, um, yeah. One has to realize that nothing in the world belongs to, any, <coughs> belongs to any individual person but that everything belongs to the Supreme Lord that is the real purport of my or unto me and when one acts in such Krishna consciousness certainly he does not claim proprietorship over anything This consciousness is called Nirmama or nothing is mine. That means, okay, in the material field, if we give up, if we sacrifice something for something else, it is considered a big deal, you know, it's considered a big deal, oh, he has sacrificed his life for the country. For example, a soldier, oh, it's a big deal, you know, he gave up so much. He's a great martyr, you know, a great fighter, great hero and he gets an award. A devotee, he has to sacrifice everything. At the same time, for all his services rendered, he cannot claim any proprietorship. There is no medal. Of course, he gets a medal from Krishna but he cannot expect the medal. He will only get the medal from Krishna when he does not expect it. When he becomes pure enough not to expect it. Until the point when we expect a medal from Krishna, we will never get it. Because that is motivated devotional service. Only unmotivated devotional service is honored by Krishna. Motivated devotional service, he will wait. Okay, fine, you are good, you are right on the right path. But you are not pure, you are not there yet. Let me give you some more tests. <laughs> he will give us more tests once we pass everything ah, yes then medal will come that medal is nothing but more service in a most purer form Hmm. so and then of course Krishna like Arjuna he became the driver for Arjuna you know he he served his devotees in so many ways Hmm. so that is Krishna so he will honour his devotee but what kind of devotee that is the standard has to be very, very high. Hmm. So, we cannot claim proprietorship over anything. This is what the training is in Brahmachari life. Brahmachari gurukule vasandhantu gurur hitam What is that? Asharan dasavan nicho sudruda saoharada This is Brahmachari training means to do everything, sacrifice everything but not expect any praise for that. This is so important. Our modern system simply rewards immediately. He is addicted to the. He is not doing, I mean, he he may have some good heart, but he is doing because of the candy of praise. He wants that candy, that sugar pill. That's what he wants to eat. So, therefore, he does things. He is motivated by that. And similarly, as one is motivated by the sugar of praise, he will also be depressed when he gets the bitter pill of criticism. Because if we base all our activities on other people's opinions, Rather than on the spiritual masters, the devotees, and Krishna's opinions, because they actually are our legitimate well wishes. The Vaishnavas, the Guru, Krishna, they are the legitimate um, well wishes of us. So when they judge us, that is good for us. Nowadays, this is a movement oh, don't you should not judge anyone. That means you have no intelligence to judge. Hmm. no but they, they said don't don't judge you know you know judgment is bad but then the biggest shows in the on on television are those judgment shows though so what is that got yes. talent talent shows Ah, yes. uh, India's got talent America's got talent British got talent and the four panel judges are sitting there and mean the you know their whole performance is just satisfy those judges or by the votes of the sometimes it is voting system like people can vote which act they want so something like the systems are there but what is all that? There is judged. Your judge, your position is judged by those people, and those shows are the biggest. So it's actually a hypocrisy. It is not that we are never out of judgment. We are we have to accept judgment, but from the right people. It's not that oh don't care what people say, just do your thing. No no. If, what if your what if your thing is to loot bank? What if your thing is to murder people? Do your thing? No. So there is, there are boundaries on what we can do and what we cannot do. And if we choose not to be judged, then the law will judge us. And if the law does not judge us, the law of karma will judge us. So where we are out of judgment? We are. That's why there is judgment day. There is judgment day. (laughs) When one dies, he has to go to Yamaraj and he has to face the judgment. He cannot say, no, no, don't judge me. Who are you? Sorry. Another sin added to your list. Go. Get. You cannot even ask Yamaraj like that. It's another sin. (laughs) If you ask. And actually, we will not have any courage to even face him. You know how fearful is Yamaraj? uh, Fearsome. Not fearful. Fearsome we can't even look at his face you know so we can't we can't go and you know challenge him oh, how can you judge me like that no you do not know why i did everything he knows everything about us he knows so this training is not to receive anything in in return the Pramacharya training from the very beginning of life in the modern terms it may be said as a child abuse child labor these words may be used. But, this is what is actually good for the child. When he grows up as an adult, he will learn this important quality of Nirashi and Nirmama. Nothing is mine and I should not hope for anything, materially. So this is the Brahmachari um, regulation. Kaumara acharit Prajna. No, not this one. 7 12, one brahmachari gurukule vasandantu gururhitam acharandasavan necho gurau Sudrada saharudaha Naradma is saying a student should practice completely controlling his senses he should be submissive and should have an attitude of firm friendship for the spiritual master with a great vow the brahmachari should live at the gurukul only for the benefit of the guru only for the benefit not for his own benefit ok I will join I will join gurukul what are the facilities I get huh? I get a room, I get bed, I get what are the facilities I get. No, 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 no. There's absolutely going to be no facilities. I mean there will be facility, but that's not what we come for. If I want facilities, I better go back home. Here, the whole idea is how I can serve the guru, not how I can enjoy what I will get now if I join. Nothing you will get. You have to do everything without nothing in return. Ready? And that is Brahmachari life. Because we are so much used to this thing that, uh, because the work life, that is a Sudra, you know, mentality. I work and I get my salary. So, if I do something, I have to get in return. We are are working for the return. Yeah, that's what we want. And even in devotional life, it can be very subtle, but it is still there. Oh, I do it for the praise of others. If others are saying, I will do it nicely. If others are not saying, I will not do it nicely. You know, these are still subtle things. We have to overcome everything. You know? So, just to impress someone. No, that kind of devotional services. I have to be sincere. Come on. I mean, the Paramatma is in the heart. Whether anybody is looking or not, the Paramatma is looking, right? So, I have to be conscious of that fact always. And, I have to satisfy him. Is Krishna satisfied by what I am doing? So that we have to always check. This Nirashir and Nirmama is very very important. And another very very important line which I want to touch upon is two things. First thing, Vigata don't be lethargic. Krishna is saying, Arjuna don't be lethargic when are we motivated to do something if we have some result that we want so badly then we then we will have full motivation to do something But Krishna is saying no 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 you fight on my order giving up all kinds of material considerations and be nirashir at the same time don't hope for anything. Whether you die or that is not up to you. Karma The phala is not yours. Give that to me. Leave that to me. Andir mama. Don't think you are a great warrior. Or don't think anything that you are a great doer of this thing. No, that is also not. But still, you have to act. Don't be lethargic. Oh, since I am not doing, let Krishna arrange. Sometimes we ask people, devotees, Prabhu, join now full time. What are you waiting for? Let Krishna decide. He will say. That means Krishna will never decide that he will become a full-time devotee. Let Krishna decide means what? See Krishna's decision is already decided. He has already asked us "Sarvadharman dharman parityajya mamekam what, what else you want Krishna to decide? Krishna is not indecisive you know. Krishna has already decided. Whether you decide to follow him or not. When Arjuna finally said Karishye Vachanam Tava Bhagavad Gita Stop Finish That is the end of Bhagavad Gita Krishna did not need to speak anymore Finish Fight now 18th chapter 73rd verse Arjuna said Karishye Vachanam Tava I will do whatever you say Bhagavad Gita stopped Finish That was the end Because that was the whole point of Bhagavad Gita Krishna is saying Surrender to me Think of me Do everything Don't be Don't claim any proprietorship Huh? but until the point when Arjuna said yes I will do it he went on at third chapter Arjuna still did not say Karishya Vachanam Tava he went on until Arjuna said Karishya Vachanam Tava that's it okay now I my, my job is done Karishya Vachanam Tava means I will do whatever you say so that point we have to come to Krishna wants us to come to that point, and even though there is nothing that we will gain from what we are doing, it's not that nothing we will we will gain our spiritual our constitutional position back. We will gain our original position. Our original position to be is our original position is to be in service of Krishna. That is what our original position is. So that we will have if we engage in his service then one day we will come to the point of pure service without any motivation without any lethargy lethargy is very important we become lethargic you know, i worked hard no so tomorrow mangalarti skip no 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 lethargy everything do the same thing unless you know like like, once Brahmananda, I think, was flat on the floor, temple room. <laughs> he was like, like, you know, flat, like completely unconscious. He has no idea where he was. Brahmananda is one disciple of Prabhupada. So, for those of you who don't know, a very big size, you know, disciple. So, he was, once Prabhupada was walking and he saw Brahmananda just flat on the floor, like completely had no idea where he was and what he was doing, where... Completely, no position nothing you know no bed nothing just on the floor Prabhupada said this is Krishna consciousness he worked so hard for Krishna <laughs> that you know he is so tired of, with service that he has no more energy to know even where he was and where he was sleeping that is Krishna consciousness so that is Vikatajwara no lethargy uh, lethargy so, we should not be, oh, I am not going to get anything. Okay, I will do like, okay, something I will do. No, we have to give our best, although we don't get anything. So, in fact, when we go out on fundraising, or people are just, they don't believe actually. They don't believe us when we say that we don't have any pay for what we are doing. For fundraising or for our our whole life, there's no pay. I say, uh, no, that can't be. I mean, well, then how you're how you're maintaining yourself? I said, what is there to maintain? You need basically food, clothing, shelter, right? That's the prime necessities of life. And food is here, not only for me but for you know hundreds of people. And clothing, we have clothing, and shelter, we have the ashram. And besides that, what do we need, in fact? Actually, what do we need? Nothing else actually will really give us pleasure. Nothing will will give us pleasure. The only thing that will actually give us pleasure is our engagement in Krishna consciousness, which is ever new. You know, there is one story of this... um, uh, He's a boxer. He's a fighter. So he, he wanted uh, to fight one famous boxer when he was a kid, like teenager. So that that famous boxer, he was he was you know just he was also very young, but he was fighting. But this was he was just a kid. He thought if I grow another few years, then I'll also become boxer and I will defeat this guy. That was his goal. So, it so happened, because when he was a kid, he saw that guy on the television and he saw, I I should beat him and he was a world champion and he, this boy was thinking, I should beat that guy and then he trained and he became a boxer, international and then finally, the match happened, he and him and he actually defeated the champion. Then he was full, you know, he was, he achieved his goal. After that, you know what happened? he went into depression, he wanted to commit suicide. Why? Because, the biggest thing that he thought was the biggest thing in his life, he's already achieved. Now, what more do I have in life to achieve? He was depressed. There was nothing more. I mean, there's nothing bigger. I don't have anything more to look out for. He wanted to commit suicide. But of course, he was saved. You know, he had some counselors and everything. He was saved, but, you know, but you see the the point. Uh, Actually, it will not give us satisfaction. Even if we have material desires, and even if we do achieve them, we will still be unsatisfied. But, in devotional services, never like that. It's always ever new, ever new, ever fresh. Always. Because there's nothing, there's nothing we want. It's everything for Krishna, everything for... And for Krishna, you can be as greedy as you want. The good thing about Krishna consciousness is, you can be as greedy as you want. Whereas in material life, the more you are greedy, the more it will lead to depression, it will lead to anxiety, it will lead to so much pain. If you're and you are greedy and if you want to achieve it, you know, you have to work so hard and you know, after you achieved it, you know, you still feel like this, this fellow, this boxer. He achieved what he wanted and then he felt depressed. What I thought was the biggest achievement of my life, I have already achieved when I was like 20 something. What more is there? It's like... What, what shall I do with rest, the rest of my life? when I have nothing else. You see how he is thinking. So, it will never really satisfy our soul. But Krishna consciousness, no. It will ever be satisfying. Yeah, unnecessarily jubilant. Yeah, that one. Is that the one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Navya with Navya. So this is um, even who Yamunacharya said Navanava rasa dhamanyudyatam rantumasya ever new mellows and okay since we said 4.30.20 Brahma Bhuta stage Navyavad, yeah, Navyavad Rudaya yagnyo Brahmaita Brahmavadibhi, Namo Hindu and Association, the Narishan, the Yatogata. Always engaging in the activities of devotional service, devotees feel ever increasingly fresh and new in all their activities. The all-knower, the supreme, the super soul within the heart of the devotee, makes everything increasingly fresh. This is known as the Brahman position by the advocates of the absolute truth. In such a liberated stage, Buddha, one is never bewildered, nor does one lament or become unnecessarily jubilant. This is due to the Brahmaphoota situation. Now, coming back to the point of unlimited greed, now, if I have a business, for example, if I am a businessman, and I have achieved, say, a million dollars, this year. Then, if I am, working towards becoming, maybe 10 million dollars next year, or 20 million dollars, that is greed. I don't really need that money. I don't really need that. That is greed. And that is condemned. Some people actually, will try to make it sound good, because they will say, if I have more money, I can support more causes, and more, but actually, you will see them having more expensive cars, and a more expensive house, and just try to, yeah, they give something to charity, but that's demoniac. That's demoniac. According to 16th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, that's demoniac. I mean, let's see that. Mm, I think, think. Next, I think 13, 14, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, 13 to 15, yeah. You see? The demoniac person thinks, so much wealth do I have today and I will gain more according to my scheme. So much is mine now and it will increase in the future more and more. He is my enemy and I have killed him and my other enemies will also be killed. I am the lord of everything. I am the enjoyer. I am perfect, powerful and happy. I am the richest man surrounded by aristocratic relatives and there is none so powerful and happy as I am. I shall perform some sacrifices. I shall give some charity and thus I shall rejoice. In this way, such persons are deluded by ignorance. He is a demoniac charitable person. He will give something, but then, if he is really so charitable, he will give everything. Like some, like, I think, Mark Zuckerberg or even Bill Gates, something, they have promised that 99% of their wealth is for charity. And if you calculate that 1% that is remaining with them, it is more than your 1,000 or 10,000%. And the so-called charities that the 99% is going to, you know what the what kind of charities are there? They're actually demonic charities. Like some medical research, some, some education, you know, setting up some uh, weird things, which are actually, what is this medical research? Actually, there's so much controversy in this whole field that they actually create the diseases and then they have the medicines and They claim, like there was an article I just came upon recently, about how the so-called cure for cancer has never changed anything since the 1960s. Although now they say cancer, oh, it is much better now, we have more facilities, nothing, nothing has almost changed. The amount of deaths that are increasingly happening because of cancer is alarming. And, despite the millions and billions of dollars that went into the so-called research of cancer, has not done anything to change the situation so of course they will have some testimony, some videos you know when they come, oh this person was that is just one extreme like isolated case the majority of people, they are not they are not saved so there is hardly any improvement in that whole division but so much money goes into it and whose pockets it goes into? There is so much scam going on. So, so called charity is all just like some utter rubbish. Real charity means it has to be given to a devotee because he alone knows how to do good to the world. As Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur said, the world is only lacking in one thing. There is no lack of anything else, and that is Krishna consciousness. The world only lacks in Krishna consciousness. The supply of food or education or nothing is actually lacking. If Krishna consciousness is administered, everything will come back to its proper place. Kunti Devi was saying even in the in the Bhagavadam. She said, Because of you Krishna, all the rivers are full of water and minerals and the oceans are full of pearls and and you know, the The vana, adri, the vana, the forests are full of nice produce, you know, are rich, you know, like abundant forests, adri, the mountains are full of wealth. All this is because of your presence. This is, this is uh, Kuntidev's prayers. So that means, in other words, when the Lord's blessing is there, all natural supplies that are needed for our existence will be provided for. The only reason it is, we feel a scarcity is because there is a scarcity of you know, in our Krishna consciousness. That is a scarcity and therefore Krishna restricts supply. That's why we face this thing. So, coming back, there is one last thing I want to touch upon. It's a very important thing. So, another five minutes. So, this is Uh, where is that word? You see discipline, oh come on, okay, listen. yeah, Arjuna did not have to consider the order of the Lord. he had only to execute his order. This is so important. Come on. This line is so important that our entire spiritual life, our journey back to Godhead depends on this alone. Arjuna did not have to consider the order of the Lord. He had only to execute his order. Now, discipline means What a soldier, there is a nice quote, you know, a soldier's business is not to reason why, but to do and die. A soldier cannot, when a commander says, march, soldiers can, hey, wait, 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 you know, the soldier is coming, no, no, you just march. That's a soldier's duty, he cannot reason. Why, why, why we have to march? Huh? Then the commander will say, you are April fool. If it's not March, then it's April. No. The thing is this the the, the soldier he cannot argue. He cannot say anything other than you know he, he just execute, that's it. That's discipline. So sometimes in spiritual life we may feel, oh, I'm just a little bit discouraged or I'm a little bit um demoralized. Sometimes even when preaching, you preach and preach and nobody comes, nobody joins up and you are alone after 5-10 years it's, sometimes it's, it can be demoralizing you know but if we are fixed on this point that we have to just execute Nirashir Nirmama don't think like Prabhupada this happened actually so some disciples of Prabhupada they asked Prabhupada Prabhupada we are we are distributing thousands upon thousands of books every month and very few very few are here in the temple I mean how what to do and Prabhupada said that's not your business your business is to distribute the books whether they come or not that's between them and Krishna they are qualified to come to this temple or they are qualified to take up devotional service that's for Krishna to decide but our business is to distribute the books so even in preaching it, it, it comes to this that we have to just do our duty. Uh, so Arjuna did not have to consider. We should never. This is a actually now it has become even more important, especially in our ISCON, I mean our Hare Krishna movement. In ISCON, especially they are considering the order of Prabhupada. When Prabhupada said in the July 9th letter, 1977, that very clear, I mean he has written black and white, you know, what else you want? He has said that. All the disciples are my disciples and it was in direct reference to the May 28th conversation in 1977 where the question that was put to Prabhupada was how should initiations be conducted especially when you are no longer with us and in that context Prabhupada of course said it then and there Ritvik system but then he put it in writing so that it will never be again misinterpreted or misrepresented and that was the July 9th order. And there he clearly said that this has to be carried on. But then they are now considering the order of oh, Prabhupada will never go against Shastra. So in Shastra or in previous example, there has never been a, a, a precedence where you know a, a guru initiated disciple even after he left. And um, uh, so he would have never done it. He would have never meant that this letter is for after departure. It was only while he was physically there. So they are considering different ways. But they can never show one black and white letter which is so concrete like the Julian letter saying that, oh, this and this person will succeed me as the next spiritual masters of this dis- disciplic succession. Never. Never, not once. Of course he said many times that oh, all of you have to become spiritual masters Yeah, to encourage everyone. You should be the next in the... But nobody was qualified anywhere. Nobody was qualified. And they again ask, uh, they, they say, oh, if you say nobody was qualified, do you think Prabhupada was not qualified that he cannot even produce one single devotee, pure devotee? Again, another stupid question, because Prabhupada has the um, potency to create millions of pure devotees. But it also depends on the sincerity of the disciple. Prabhupada has given everything in order for us to become pure devotees. But why are we not pure? Because we have not taken it with utmost earnestness. Prabhupada said one second is enough for us to become completely Krishna conscious. But why are we not completely Krishna conscious? Especially me, I am not Krishna conscious 100%. Not even 0.001%. So why? Is that, does that mean Prabhupada is at fault? No. I am at fault. I am not following. So if I follow, I will get it. So it's not that by Prabhupada's mercy you will automatically become a pure devotee. No. He gives us the process of how to become a pure devotee and it is up to us whether we take it or not. Prabhupada said that if you see the birds in the sky, they all have a formation and the leader bird will be at the front and all the birds will just follow that one bird and everybody move like that if you see in the evening sky or in the morning. So, the follower bird cannot say that, oh, my leader bird is leading, he is my guru. Uh, Wherever we go, I just just, uh, like, you know, be towed no there's no it's not a tow truck you have to flap your own wings there's no string attached from the leader bird to the follower bird just the follower bird just sleeps and then carried all the way wherever the leader bird is going no (laughs) the follower bird also has to flap his wings that much he has to do yeah the leader bird will show the way the way yes but if I don't flap my wings what will happen if I do like this What will happen? I'll fall down. So if somebody has not become a pure devotee, it's not Prabhupada's fault. It's not Prabhupada's fault. It's my fault. Because I did not follow. So all these arguments, they are having so many considerations about Prabhupada's order. We can never, we should not consider. Arjuna did not have to consider the order of the Lord, he had only to execute the order. I'll tell you now, I'll show you two verses from chaitanya charitamrita that are the prime examples of this principle let's go this is so powerful when you say don't consider it means to the extreme degree absolutely extreme degree um Oh sorry. Hmm. Sashusruvanma Taripar Gavena Piturni Yoga Pratyagrihida grajasasanam tad agnya gurunam hi avicharaniya avicharani, vichar means what? to contemplate, to consider avicharaniya means you cannot, and what is that? Agya gurunam hi avicharaniya the guru's order should never be considered upon, you just execute you see being ordered by his father Parashuram killed his mother Renuka just as if she were her, she were an enemy. When Lakshmana, the younger brother of Lord Ramchandra, heard of this, he immediately engaged himself in the service of his elder brother and accepted his orders. The order of the spiritual master must be obeyed without consideration. You know what this Ramachandra and Lakshman, what is going on? Ramachandra wanted Sita to be banished into the forest. After that, you know, conversation was going on in his kingdom that, you know, about the chastity of Sita was questioned about how Ram accepted somebody who was not chaste. So although it was a mistaken conversation, but still Ram wanted to uh, be beyond any doubt. So he ordered he wanted Sita to be banished while she was pregnant. And there's no history of a of a sane man who would do that. I mean there are many insane fellows who will do that. But a person of the stature of Ram Sandra, who is the Lord himself and who's a Maryada Purusha, who's supposed to like be the perfect man and the perfect husband and he wanted sita to be banished to the forest when she was pregnant and when he ordered lakshman to do this lakshman immediately i mean all shastras say women must be protected by the husband right and especially when she's pregnant so nowhere the shastra suggests that a woman can be left like that especially when she's a queen and you know and as exalted as mother sita lakshmi herself so there was no precedence in such order, but then he remembered the incident of Parashuram. Parashuram's father, Jamadagni, he ordered Parashuram, his son, to kill his mother. That means Jamadagni's wife, Renuka. So, so Jamadagni's son was Parashuram. Parashuram is another one of the Dasavatar. So, when he asked Parashuram to kill his mother, behead his mother with a sword he just took out his sword and went to his mother's room and beheaded her. Without the slightest consideration. <laughs> when Lakshman remembered this, yes, I will do it. Then Lakshman was the one who sent to send Sita to the forest. To that point, to the extreme degree, like, behead your mother and he just did it. Of course, later on, he got the mother back because of the uh, Jamadagni's benedictions. But just see how the order of the... Of course, it doesn't mean that today we'll go because there is not the order of our Guru or Krishna anyway. That was a special case. Just to show us the extent to which we have to follow the order of the Guru, a bona fide Guru. If a stupid Guru says something like, you know, like Shukrashara said something to... Balimaharaj, hey, 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 that is not a... Don't be fooled, you know. That is not, that is not a, some uh, ordinary dwarf. It is a Vishnu himself. He is always uh, doing all these tricks to cheat us, demons. So, don't give him anything. Then Balimaharaj what stupid guru? I'll give everything. Let, let it be. Even if he is Vishnu also, I will give. And that is the whole purpose of life. To give everything to Vishnu. And when Vishnu himself has come to my door, huh? Why? I mean, who can have this kind of balance? I will give everything. What nonsense guru are you? He did vichar. Here it says, Guru But there he did vichar. So, so, how to reconcile? So, regarding Krishna consciousness, and especially when the order is from such a powerful person as Jamadagni, who is father of Parshuram, and from Prabhupada, who is beyond any reproach, Sometimes we say, oh, it was never in the Shastras that, you know, a Ritwik system was introduced anywhere before. Then that also is answered. Okay, first we will go to that. But the next verse you see. Nirvicharam Guru Rāgya. Again. Maya Kārya Mahātmanaha Shreyohievam Bhavatyāscha Mamachaiva Visheshataha. The order of a great personality like a father or guru must be executed without consideration because there is good fortune in such an order for both of us. In particularly, there is good fortune for me. Ramachandra said this when his father uh, Dasharath ordered him to leave the kingdom and be banished for 14 years into the forest. Then, Ramachandra said this, the order of a great personality like a father must be executed without consideration. Gurur, uh, what is that? Nirvicharam gurur Agya. Again, Nirvichara in the other words avicharaniya so we cannot do vichar we have to just execute the order and if we really want to do some vichar then that is also answered already like oh how can Prabhupada do something which was not in the shastras before Okay. that is here Prabhu Kohaya this is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself is saying about his, his guru Ishwar hoy parmasvatantra Ishwarer kripa nahe vedaparatantra Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said Both the supreme personality of Godhead and my spiritual master Ishwar Puri are completely independent Therefore neither the mercy of the supreme personality of Godhead nor that of Ishwar Puri is subject to any Vedic rules and regulations The mercy of the pure devotee is so so exalted that it even it has no reason to be bound by any Vedic regulations. Also, so in the purport, oh, there's no purport. <laughs> I think the previous verse purport. Prabhupada actually explains it. We just go a little bit. Huh. As such, Ishwar Puri was a spiritual master of the whole world. He was not a servant of any mundane rule or regulation. An empowered spiritual master like Ishwar Puri can bestow his mercy upon anyone, irrespective of caste or creed. The conclusion is that an empowered spiritual master is authorized by Krishna and his own Guru and should therefore be considered as good as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As Hari is free to act as he likes, the empowered spiritual master is also free. As Hari is not subject to mundane rules and regulations, the spiritual master empowered by him is also not subject. As an authorized spiritual master empowered by Krishna can spread the glories of the Holy Name of the Lord for he has the power of attorney from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. A spiritual master empowered by Krishna through his own bona fide spiritual master should be considered as good as the supreme personality of Godhead himself. So, these are... So, to give us mercy, the spiritual master can even so-called seemingly be beyond Vedic regulations. So, to answer the question, whether Srila Prabhupada actually went... I mean, beyond the rules of Vedic rules and regulations? Yes and no yes because yeah maybe in the, in the past there was never somebody actually there was it was not Muni he imparted to Pralad Maharaj Pralad Maharaj never saw Muni, but he heard the message now here we can hear the message of Prabhupada by reading his books although he is not here what is the difference practically what is the difference so there was precedence and Brahma did not see the supreme lord when he heard the word Tapa hmm. Tene Brahma Hridaya Adhikavaye so he imparted the knowledge to the heart of Brahma from inside. So there has been, but even if you think there was no other uh, this uh, precedence or there is no shastra regulation that a spiritual master can initiate after he left. Now here this is shastra, Chaitanya Charitamrita shastra, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is Krishna himself, he is saying that a spiritual master, in order to show mercy. He is not bound by the rules of Shastra. So Prabhupada is not bound by the rule of Shastra, which is again the statement of Shastra. So he is beyond and not beyond Shastra at the same time. So now take it and do whatever you want with that answer. So the Ritvik system is authorized by Srila Prabhupada, and no matter what argument, what angle you are going to come and argue this point, you cannot argue. So it's very important. You have to just execute. So with that, I would like to stop. And are there any comments or questions? <laughs> Bhakta Zumbo from Hungary is asking just a short question What is the Srimad Bhagavatam 11th and 12th canto if the 10th canto is the smiling face of the Lord? Because the first two contours are the feet, and then all the way tenth condo is a smiling face, especially the Raslila. So what about the eleventh and twelfth condo? What are they? Maybe the hair? I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is. So, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe the hair. If that's if that's an answer. Anything else? Anyway, even the hair of the Lord is as. What is that? Angani yasya sakalendriya vrittimanti, pasyanti paanti kalayanti, charam jaganti. He can eat with his feet, he can talk with his eyes, he can smell with his hands, he can, you know, speak with his hair, maybe. He, he can do anything. Every part of his body is interchangeable. Angani yasya sakalendriya so, his hair is not different from him. His face is not different. So, <laughs> Forehead. Yeah. Forehead and Yeah. Maybe the top of the head. Whatever. I don't know. But Yeah. they're still part of the lot. <laughs> so, any other questions? The verse will stop here. Srimad, Bhagavad Gita, Ki, Shri Prabhupada, Ki, Gaur,